praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. Welcome to the Christian Network Entrepreneurs. Pastor T, take it away. Good morning, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T, and Christian Networking Entrepreneurs is a outreach of New Beginnings Ministries. So we appreciate you tuning in today and Tune in, tell a friend that we're on. So please share this if you're watching it on Facebook Live. If you're watching it on any other media platforms, please share with your friends because we always have awesome guests and we always have good information. So today our guest is none other than Rashonda Jackson Burks. So Rashonda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as Pastor T said, I am Rashonda Jackson Burks, recently married about a Almost two weeks now. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> so I actually am starting off in my entrepreneurship right now. I worked for the city of Cleveland for 22 years as a communication supervisor. I started off as a dispatch and then I became a supervisor. And so I've been in the communications field for a very long time after I graduated from college. So as, as while working there, you know, I did some training. I was a supervisor. I did um, a lot of different other things, administrative staff. And so I decided back in February to actually start my entrepreneurship journey fully. All right, so. entrepreneur journey. So you know what, she is ideally who we target. So at Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, our target is emerging entrepreneurs, that would be Rashonda, small business owners, and community leaders. So we like to showcase and tell their story because there's always a win in somebody else's testimony that can help someone else. And so when we talk about entrepreneurs, I'm getting this more often than not. I look at it like there's four different entrepreneurs. So there is faith-based entrepreneurs, and faith-based entrepreneurs are people that start a ministry or start a church. Believe you me, there's entrepreneur aspects of ministry, okay? Then there's civic entrepreneurs, there's social entrepreneurs, and there's business entrepreneurs. So we want to showcase all of those various aspects of entrepreneurship. So with what you do, I think you fall under like a social entrepreneur, huh? Yes, All I right, do. so tell me about Biosphere. So Biosphere actually is B-I-O in capitals and Sphere. So the B-I-O is be in spite of. And Sphere, of course, is your circle of life. So it was birthed out of the idea of um, helping others to overcome the obstacles that have prevented them from going through their, discovering their purpose in life, their God-given purpose in life. And it happens based on trauma that they've experienced, either as a child or even in a, into adulthood, because they get stuck in that place right. where the trauma occurred. So my passion comes from the fact that I am a survivor of sexual abuse, and I also grew up in a household where domestic violence was prevalent. So those are my two entities that I cover in Biosphere, and I teach principles, faith-based principles on how to heal from that, because it's important or you can't live in your purpose if you're stuck. So That's right. You can't live in your purpose if you're stuck. So when you were talking about what you did before you started Biosphere, you were saying that it's new. You just started <laughs> in February. Yes. So you said you went to school. What do you have your degree in? Criminal justice. All I right. have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from the University of Toledo. All right. And once I graduated, I immediately went into communications at the Cleveland Division of Police. So what do you think some of the things that you learned while you were working in the corporate world that helped 
build a foundation for your entrepreneur journey, considering that it's really new? <laughs> well, yes. I, actually, I learned a lot. I, I worked my way up the ranks. I started off as a dispatcher. Once I was a dispatcher, I began training. I began teaching others what I know. Um, once I moved for, in from that, I went into the administrative office where I was the assistant to the commander. And I did payroll. I did timekeeping. I did quality assurance. I did a lot of things, integral things behind the scenes of the dispatch center. Okay. And then after that, I became a supervisor, which is more responsibility. So I know how to manage people. I know how to schedule. I know how to resolve conflict and things like that, which I think is very important when you're um, going into your entrepreneurship. Those are some things that you need to know, some foundational things. And that's awesome because you want to take all of your experiences and bring it into your business. Yes. So it's very important to do that because a lot of people say, oh, I just, I'm just tired of working for mm -hmm. somebody else and I just want to do my own without doing the hustle part of it yes. first. So your <laughs> hustle was actually being a student in your position. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. speak to somebody about what that looks like. So I believe that um, a good leader knows how to lead and knows when to follow. And so that's what I learned all through my experience at the Cleveland Division of Police. I was determined to learn every position in that place awesome. because I believe that you should become invaluable to, to, to whatever you're doing. And if you're going to do it, you put your whole heart into it. So I would sit and I would mentor, I would learn from different mentors. I would watch what they did and then I would pick it up. So eventually I would be put in that position. So it was awesome. And when I was chosen for the administrative office, which is a handful of people that are picked, it's because of my diligence and my leadership and my, I knew my job. Mm -hmm. I can say I knew my job. I can do that job with my eyes closed. And that was my whole purpose and goal. So when I do something, I do it. You know, I don't believe in doing it half, halfway. So. Yeah, that's all part of being an entrepreneur, yes. right? So as entrepreneurs, we have to be multifaceted yes. and multidimensional <laughs> because as an entrepreneur in the beginning of stages of your business, you are everything yes. or the beginning stages <laughs> of your ministry or um, the social cause that you're fighting for. So in being the everything, you have to know all the little nuances yes. that it takes to make this thing, this vision, this baby move forward. And in knowing that when somebody comes along that can do it for you and you can focus on being a visionary I'm, I'm, that just makes yes, it that much I'm better excited. yeah Not so that. you have to do those groundwork things yeah. and it's glad that it's good that you are paying attention where you are mm -hmm. so wherever you are on this journey even if you're not actually pursuing your entrepreneur journey just knowing that in the future this is where mm -hmm. I want to be because mm -hmm. I was the same way Rashad I was just like you so when I started off in the beauty industry and I was working in the salon I wasn't just doing somebody's hair and, and going home right I was watching yes. how the manager mm -hmm. managed and I was like I'm not going to do that you know <laughs> and then I was watching how they interact with the guests and or other people and then I was paying attention to what the receptionist was doing mm -hmm. and I was looking at all the different facets that's going to make this thing work so as an entrepreneur you have to be able to I call it 360 degree leadership mm -hmm. so you have to learn how to be a 360 degree leader you have to look at all the different aspects that it would take to make this run yeah. and yes there are different little pieces of the pie mm -hmm. but if you're not strong in the area of the piece of the pie then you need to get somebody on your team yes that is strong in that area because you know when um social media <laughs> first came out and working on the computer and stuff i just was oblivious i i, I 
back then I had my own salon and spa and I hired young ladies that were social media savvy to put that stuff out there I hired people that were computer literate to do those things so it's important that you pay attention to those things as you move forward so let's go anything else you want to share about yourself before we go all into biosphere well, I am actually, I am, I am an advocate of, um, for survivors of sexual abuse, especially, which falls under the umbrella of domestic violence. Again, as I stated that, I am also a survivor of that as a, as a teenager. And um, it's, I believe that a lot of times when we, the community suffers because there are so many people who deal with that and they can't talk about it. And when I say can't talk about it, it's because they can't find someone that they trust and they don't know how to actually put it out there so that they can get the help that they need. So we wind up with addictions. We wind up with criminal activity. We wind up with a lot of that because there's, there's guaranteed someone has dealt with that. And this is why they're at the place they are in their life. So when I worked for the Cleveland Division of Police, I realized that by the time they called us, that they had all, it was too late. They were like mm. at the end of the rope. So wow. my my goal is to try to catch it at the root and cut it off before they have to go into the legal system. Wow, that's that's good. That's good. So how did you come up with this baby biosphere? <laughs> how did you know it's like okay, you working? Yes. Good job, good benefits, all that good stuff. <laughs> and then working. one day you say, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm finna start my own business. Deuces, see y'all, I'm out of here. How does that look? What does well, that look like? What? Well, for me, I was sitting in church service one day. Okay. And I believe it was 2018. And we were talking about how the number eight was new beginnings and um, life, new life and new birth. And I'm telling you, God downloaded that name into me. And I realized that when I say be in spite of, it means that we can't be who we are if we don't know who we are, if we're dealing with certain things. So it just can't. And bio, of course, means life as well. So it was just awesome. It was an awesome revelation for me. And um, the second part of that is putting the pieces together. One little tidbit, I am a fan of jigsaw puzzles. And I love to see when you put it together and the picture comes clear. And that's kind of what how life is. When you're dealing with something, it takes away. Pieces of you are taken away. Mm, so we have to bring those pieces right. back together so that you can become a whole person wow. and be able to walk in your destiny. So as I'm, um, So when I hit my 22nd anniversary... Which was January twenty first. Your twenty second anniversary on your the, job. On my job. Okay, I'm listening. Which was January twenty first of this year. Oh wow. I hit twenty twenty two years. And I was sitting at home and I got a phone call from a guy. And he was just you know how people call you and try to sell you things. He was just like a marketer. So okay. he was trying to sell me like a class or something like that. So as he's talking to me, that man was speaking to my spirit. Had never spoken to him before. He was saying some things that we talk about in the ministry, um, momentum and different things about um, walking in your purpose. And we had probably a 30-minute conversation. And when I got off the phone, I began to weep. Wow. And the first thing that God said to me was, it's time for you to leave your job. Wow. And I cried because I heard it so clear. But, you know, you think you're not ready. But God prepared me from since the beginning of this year. Um, my daughter turned 18. She was going to college. Um, he gave her a free ride to college. Praise All her prom God. and everything Hallelujah. like that. Yes, praise God. Everything that she needed for this last year was taken care of. And so he was basically telling me, so what's your excuse? You don't have to stay there to work to pay for her college yes. because I took care of that. Yes. So why not? So as I get off the phone with him and I'm sitting there, I call my job and I say, you know, I need a week off. 
And as I'm, as I'm sitting, the whole week, I just spent time with God. I spent time in his presence. I read the Bible. I, talked, I, I looked up scriptures on faith. And by the end of that week, he gave me such a peace with it. And I said, okay, God, I understand. Because he had taken care of everything financially. Yes, yes. So I mean, that's time. like crazy faith, yeah, right? Yeah, Crazy faith. I couldn't believe it. That, that was like the, I, I've never experienced that from him before. And he just, he blew my mind with it. He Amen. really, and since I've left, when I tell you, I feel so blessed and I don't worry about anything because he's taking care of it and mm -hmm. he's going to, and biospheres is just because I was obedient to him. And now mm -hmm. he's going to make room for that. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. So let's double back. Okay. <laughs> so you at work, you, mm -hmm. you cool with your job. I'm, I'm, you ain't mad. I, I wasn't mad at my job. Nope. It's, it's going, it's going good for you. Going it's, great. It's paying the bills. Yep. You got good relationships yep. at work. Yep. And, Absolutely. And then you, <laughs> did you always know that biosphere was in your spirit or everything was downloaded? I did. I okay. knew it was in my spirit. It began to speak to me probably a year before. Okay. And, um, I'm, you know, as I'm sitting there and I'm talking to people, and when, when I got promoted, at that time, there was a disconnect there from the people. Because as a supervisor, you don't talk to the citizens all the time. You only talk when they have a complaint. Right. Mm -hmm. Or when they're they're dealing with something that the, the other dispatchers can't handle. So as I'm sitting there and I, I started to feel this disconnect and God just began to speak to me like, you know, you want to be you want to be more. You want to be able to talk to them and understand where they're coming from, because as you talk to people and they began to tell you their issues, you can feel something deeper. If you're spiritually in tune to that, yes, you can feel yes. that there's something deeper going on. And I, I started to become disconnected from that. But I love my job because all the dispatchers loved me. And, you know, we had a good rapport. Yeah. I was a good supervisor. I believe in fairness and honesty. Yeah. So I wasn't mad at my job at all. But as I was sitting there one day, I typed up my letter of resignation. Amen. God, it was like it began to happen. And I'm like, I just typed it up. And the date that I put on my letter was exactly the date. Wow. And this was literally months before. Wow. And it was exactly the date of my last day there. Wow. So let's talk about this faith walk, this <laughs> faith walk with God as it relates to, because I think, you know, when you think about faith, a lot of people think about faith with their spiritual journey. But faith applies to any and everything mm -hmm. that you do as a believer, right? It's, it's in our DNA. Yes. It's everything that we do. We have to have faith in God. And even more so the faith, just the hearing from God mm -hmm. to be able to do it. So let's go back to that okay? okay so you knew in your spirit mm -hmm. that you had this business brewing in yes. inside of you and then you weren't sure but you heard some church sermon I mean some sermons and and you was like okay God I hear you I hear you mm -hmm. you talking to me right so we have to know that God speaks to us in all different yes. kinds of ways yes. right you can ask God a question and you can read a <laughs> billboard and he He'll can answer, answer. It. you can mm -hmm. ask God a question and a strange kid will come up to you in the grocery store and just say something random and yeah. it'll just stop you in your tracks. You'll be like, Lord, I hear you. I hear you, Jesus. I hear you. Absolutely. So this man calls you Didn't out of the blue about... Out of the blue, he was trying to sell me a class or asking wow. me, you know, he was asking me a whole lot of questions about myself. And as he's asking me, and he said, you know, I, you know, you can get momentum. He was saying that, you know, I see you teaching master classes and just... And I'm sitting there, and then as he's talking to me, he said, I can feel your spirit. He said, this is perfect for you. And although I wasn't going to buy the class from him, he spoke to me. God 
commanded him to speak that to me. Yeah. So when we hung up the phone, as I said, I began to weep because I knew. Wow. I knew. Wow. I knew. Amen. Amen. And and I wasn't, and you know, again, like I said, I wasn't afraid, but you get that little hesitation. My God, this is my livelihood. <laughs> this is my job. But we know that if God tells you something, he's going to provide, provide for Jehovah he's gonna give Jireh you. Jehovah Jireh is our Absolutely. provider. He yes. is. He is. So look in that camera right there and just encourage somebody who is thinking about stepping <laughs> out. I do. I encourage you because when God puts something in you, he's going to make sure that it manifests. He's going to make sure that it happens. And we can't walk in fear. Because fear is debilitating. It literally keeps you stagnant. You can't grow because you're so afraid of what to do. Uh, oftentimes we stay in jobs that aren't fulfilling to us because we say it pays the bills. But God is our ultimate provider. He's not, he's not, he's, he is our source, not our resource. The job is your resource. It affords you certain things. But if it's not speaking to you and you're not helping in the way that got you your for your purpose, you know, I encourage you to talk to God, spend that time with him and he'll give you direction. He'll give you instructions on how to do it and amen. you will be successful. Amen. Amen. That is so good. When you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, uh, a ripe fruit can spoil on the vine, mm. a ripe fruit. So when you're ripe, the time for the picking, that's when the opportunity is yes. for you to move on to your next, whatever your next may be. And some people like Roshonda, she just d jumped out in the deep end, right? <laughs> and that's not for everybody. This is her testimony, yes. right? So you just got to know what your testimony yes. is. I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. And being an entrepreneur, there came a time in my life when I was like, okay, Lord, I need some stability mm -hmm. with it. Because as an entrepreneur, you can make a thousand dollars today and don't make no money mm -hmm. for um, 10 more weeks. And mm -hmm. then you can get a big lump, jump, lump sum. But for me, being a parallelpreneur, a parallelpreneur is somebody that also has your entrepreneur aspirations. You have um, your business, but you also have a job, yes. a steady paycheck that comes in. So you have to find out what's right for you and what success looks like yes. for you. So as an entrepreneur, you define what success is for mm -hmm. you. Amen. Amen. All right. So what are your biblical scriptures as it relates to biosphere? So my founding scripture that I stand on is actually, um, gosh, I have, I got a brain fart, That's but it's right. a, I know the purpose that I have for you. Okay. Okay. I know the plans, you, the, the Jeremiah, plans of Jeremiah 2911. 2911. <laughs> <laughs> I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to give you a hope in a future. So I stand on that because I know that all of us have a gift. Mm -hmm. God has imparted a gift into us and he, he knows since since we were formed in the womb, he knew us, he knew what we were going to do. So anything that we go through is not for us, it's for someone else. And that's why I believe the scripture, make your body a living sacrifice. And that means the things that we go through, we have to, we have to, in order to bless someone else. And so a lot of times we look at obstacles and challenges as it brings us down, but actually we have to change our mindset yes. and say, okay, God, who is this for? Mm -hmm. So everything that I went through as a child in my childhood is, is specifically for now. God knew that this time was coming and he knew that he needed me out there to advocate for others because Amen. of the things that I went through and the struggles that I had growing up from my trauma. So when you're, okay, tell us about the workshops and then we'll talk about your personal trauma. Okay. Tell us about what the workshops look like. So now when I left, when I told you, I had no, I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have it written on paper okay. yet. <laughs> I just had it in my mind. So 
I, I was riding one day and I saw the Women's Recovery Center on store and I got out and it looked like a new building. It appeared to be new. You know, you can tell it didn't really have the window treatments and things like that. So I got out and I walked over and I was looking at the information and I took a picture in front of it. And when I left that Monday, I called them. And I said, you know, I said, I was asking them about their program. I said, well, do you guys have a program for um, survivors of trauma, you know, to talk to them about how to heal and different things like that? Mm -hmm. And the lady said, actually, we don't, but we are looking for something like right. that. And she said, are you able to come to our um, clinical meeting on Wednesday? So I said, yes. So when I hung up the phone, now, mind you, this was a Monday. So I was, I had like a week to actually write down what I wanted. And in that week, when I tell you God downloaded the fully full proposal, and that's how I knew it was it was meant to be. So I go in there in front of all these um, social workers, licensed social workers and th counselors and things like that, and I'm sitting there and I'm pitching okay. my proposal to them. And I told them what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. And they looked at me, and when I tell you they said, this is exactly what we've been looking for. Wow. This is going to be dynamic. And I'm thinking to myself, God, you and I know, you and I know, you and I know what happened. And they were like, you aren't doing this anywhere else? And I said, no, you guys will be my beta program. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so awesome. And I said, okay, God, I hear you. Yes. I hear yes. you. He did that for me. Yes, yes. He walked that thing out, and he downloaded that information to me. He gave me the principles. I wrote it out. I, I knew in my mind how I was going to do it. I presented it to these people who had never met me, never heard of me, and they said, okay, when can you start? Look at God. <laughs> Look at God. Awesome. I love what you said. You said um, you didn't have it on paper yet. No, it was yet. all inside of you yet. Because it's important for us to have it on paper, yes. right? Because if we want somebody to buy into the vision, we yes. have to be clear on what the vision is. And the Bible says, write the vision. And make make it, plain. it plain. So those that read it may run with it. Yes. And though it may tarry, tarry meaning though it may take a moment or mm -hmm. two, but for you, it didn't Terry. It was it was in due season. The the fruit was ripe for yes. the picking, and you were able to move yes, forward with that. Yes, I was that. able to move. Amen. It was awesome. Amen. I was so, so what does the workshops consist of? So how we do the workshop is um, I teach a principal and for the first half. So it's a two hour workshop per day. I teach a principal for the first half. The second half, we do art therapy. Okay. So I actually met this this woman. Um, she I also teach a class at Tri C. So <clears throat> I met this woman through our training, and she also teaches at Tri C. And she's very crafty. And uh, when a, when Pastor T talked about getting someone who know who's an expert in that there field, you go. I, I mean, I can, you can show me, but to come up with it, crafts, I'm like, mm, no. I tried to crochet one time; it didn't last long. <laughs> but uh, I found her, and she, I called her, and she agreed to come in and, and assist me. So mm -hmm. we do an hour of talking. We talk with the ladies about the different principles, and then the second hour, we actually do a craft. So they have something tangible to take away from what they learn. And I believe if you can see, you know, they are at home and they see it, it's a reminder of, okay, this is the principle that we talked about. How can I apply that to my life? Amen. Yes. That helps to reinforce what yes. they're learning. Because from my understanding, you know, when it comes to trauma, trauma has to be healed. Yes. You have to heal through trauma. Where, you know, sometimes in the in the ministry and in the church world, we talk about deliverance. Mm -hmm. And you can be delivered from something that's ailing you, an infirmity or what have you. But from my understanding, trauma is a little different yes. than it's any other different. infirmity. So speak about what trauma looks like and what trauma is. Trauma actually is 
a play, uh, something that happened to you, and it actually affects you. It affects your soul, and so it's a constant walk every day to walk into your healing from that. And again, there always is going to be a reminder. I know for sexual assault, it can be reminders. Things can trigger it every day. Uh, a smell. A sound, mm. a song, something that someone says. It's a constant trigger. So every day you have to walk that out and heal. And so the principles that I teach, one of them, um, just to give you a brief overview, is love. Because Amen. when you've been victimized, you don't love yourself. Mm. Because your first encounter with love is something bad, it's something traumatic. Yeah. Yes, it's tainted. So you don't know either how to love yourself, you don't know how to love other people, and you don't know God's love. Yeah. So I teach about that, you know, and you always, you're always trying to please other people as opposed to pleasing God and walking in your purpose. So you get stuck there. Yeah. Another one we teach about is forgiveness, which is a big part of healing. You, you must forgive the person who offended you and you must forgive yourself because when we we're walking in that unforgiveness, it's just eating away at us. It's eating away at us. And unforgiveness is one of those, I call it a silent killer, oh right? Unforgiveness can make you sick. Yes. Some people are really literally physically sick because they haven't forgiven someone or forgiven themselves. So when the Bible tells us that as we forgive our trespassers, as yeah. God, you know, forgive, forgive those who has trespassed against us. That's serious. That's serious business. It's, it's that's a serious. part of the Lord's prayer. And that's a foundation for us moving on to um, have an encounter with God. And from my understanding, when I read that scripture, my sanctified imagine, imagination, I take away the measure that you forgive hmm. is the measure that exactly. you will be forgiven. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. So if, Amen. I, if I say I forgive you, but I'm really harboring <laughs> something in my heart against you, that's not total forgiveness. So we want our Lord and Savior to forgive everything that we've done. So yes. we in turn have, have to, to forgive, forgive others. others. So forgiveness is so key just with any, it just makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've had some personal things where I was feeling some kind of way about somebody and until I told them that I forgave them and really forgave them, I, then I can operate differently around them. Yes. And it ain't for them. Believe no, you not. me, no, it's, it's not, not for no, that not. person. For when you, you forgive somebody, it's for you. <laughs> It's for you. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that's amazing. So how does trauma and abuse affect our communities? Because <laughs> I think people don't understand that, like you mentioned earlier today, a lot of underlying issues that people are dealing with today is because of trauma and abuse and this the lashing out, it's yes. the acting out because of these things that have happened to me. And then we don't, they don't always have a platform yes. to discuss it or be healed from it. Exactly. And it's, it's very detrimental to our community because you wonder, you wonder why violence has elevated, why um, drug addiction, drug abuse, overdose has mm. elevated, and it's because it's and it's you know it, it's in your it's in your line because you know we grew up when you grow up in a household that says you know what happens in here stays in here. That's another way to keep a secret. So when things happen to us, we don't discuss it because yes. we don't know that we can. And we know and we don't understand that there are people who also understand. That's why I believe that sharing our personal testimony is a big help for others. Because when you dealt with trauma, you feel you're all alone. You feel like nobody understands this. But when you hear someone else's story, you're like, oh, my goodness, that person does understand. And it, it opens up 
for you to be more comfortable it's with liber- sharing yourself. It's liberating. Exactly. Yes, yes, it's liberating. Exactly. So, so the trauma, we, so I believe in the, our communities, this is what's happening. Nobody can talk about what they dealt with. You know, and it goes for men and women because men are taught be strong. Men don't cry. Men don't mm. do this. There's that, that masculinity mm-hmm. that comes along with being a male. And so when they deal with things, they don't talk about it. So guess what? They lash out in other ways. Wow. Yeah, that that's so true. Yes. That's so true. So, you know, the trauma and the underlying issues that people can be going through in the community, and we just don't know we about it. We don't know them. about it. So I'm glad that you're creating this platform yes. where people can be healed and bring some things to the forefront. So your workshops, are they designed for men and women, or are you just focusing on women right now? Actually, I, this the women's recovery is just for women, but my ultimate goal is to have, that, have them together because there needs to be a conversation on both ends because mm-hmm. there's some misunderstanding. between the male and the female when it comes to abuse and trauma and things like that. So getting into the mindset of everyone. So I want to ultimately teach seminars where there are men and women that come and we can talk and discuss it and get the point of view and try to work to some resolve for the problem. That's amazing. So when we talk about the trauma and different things that people go through, and I know one of your statements is about being unstuck, yes. you know, not being stuck where you are. So how can you get unstuck and live this abundant life <laughs> that the Bible says that we can have? Well, we have to, first of all, allow God to heal you. Um, you, you have to allow him to come into your life because that's what I had to do. You know, I didn't go to counseling and any outside counselors and things like that. I had to totally rely on God because I he worked something in me and he'll work it out. And when I began to talk about it and become honest with myself and realize, because oftentimes when you're a victim, you don't realize that you are a victim. Wow. You don't realize. And so you walk in this shame. I was so ashamed of myself because I felt like I was complicit. And what was happening? I was ashamed. I didn't love myself. Right. I, I thought that I was the worst person. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I acted out in ways that I shouldn't have. You know, with other people and in my life, in my own life. And so I was stuck at that age when I was. It happened to me at sixteen. It didn't come out in my family till I was thirty. But when it came out, it put me back at sixteen. Wow! Because I grew up in age. But you. Were but still I, stuck I was still stuck in, in my area. mind where I, the abuse happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's happening with a lot of people. And so you you wind up being immature, so mm. to speak. You're a grown up, but you're not grown up mm. because your actions are portraying immaturity. Wow, because of that trauma yes. that happened to you and you got stuck right there. Stuck yeah. right there. So that's your testimony. So I know that, you know, being a pastor and dealing with people with all different issues all the time, sometimes you need to go to a counselor. Yes, you do. Sometimes you need medication that's going to help you get to where you need to be. Uh, yes, we have Jesus, and God can do anything but fail. He can do anything mm-hmm. but fail. But everybody is on different levels, and everybody needs different things. Yes. So I tell people it's okay if you have a, a chemical imbalance in your body to take some medication mm-hmm. to help you get where you need to be. Because when it comes to trauma, that's a mental um, yes. a defect. That's a mental uh, bruise. It's not like a bruise on your hand when you can see no. the bruise mm-hmm. and, and you can heal, but it's a mental something. Yes. So we do need to have 
healing mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and physically to help us to move beyond that so we can be the, the man and woman, the person that God has yes, called us to absolutely. be. So how do we access that and, and get that abundant life that the Bible says that we can have? <laughs> With the healing? Yes. So first of all, like, like Pastor T said, I am total in support of counseling. Um, like she said, everyone is at a different level. And if you have to take, if you have to go there, but it all works together. Mm -hmm, So you mm -hmm. have to get physically, mentally, and emotionally healed. And I know that, um, when it comes to trauma, trauma can affect you internally when you're holding it in and you're not dealing with it, you get sick to the stomach, you can have digestive problems. Um, so that's the physical part of it. Emotionally, you don't know how to balance out your emotions. You're all over the place. It, you know, it turns into anxiety, depression, things like that, that you're not dealing because you're still, you're not healed. And also in the, in the mind, you know, the, the way that you think about things and yourself, how you handle. So we have to bring all that to forward with the counseling, with the, with, with God, with the counseling, and also learning how to put positive things into our bodies and in our minds and, and, that's how you become that whole person learning that there are different ways to handle situations as opposed to just responding sometimes we have to take that step back and think about it and apply all of those principles to our lives yes so with with that being said when you talked about um trauma and triggers right Mm -hmm. so what are some of the um applicable takeaways that they can do like if it's a trigger if if I'm somewhere and this is a trigger how do I navigate around that trigger yes. that's going to take me back to that day right so we know that you can't things come in your mind all the time so um I just give a small story about me there's a I there's always a smell I can smell something, it'll come out the blue, and it'll remind me of something, and it doesn't come into focus exactly what it was, but it's from something that happened to me in the past. Okay. So when that trigger comes, I immediately divert my mind somewhere else. Okay. You know, I don't stay there. And the thing is, we can't stay there. We have to realize what that looks like and move on. Yeah. Say, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm going to block that out let's let's think about this let's think about where i'm going what i'm doing something positive because that negativity sits there and you begin to brew and brew and brew and stir and you don't move because you you're debilitated at the time you're like where where is that coming from oh my goodness it's taking me back to a feeling of depression so we have to we have to hear feel it Mm -hmm. acknowledge it and move on Amen. Don't get, don't stay there. So you help them with exercises to kind of help them do that in your workshops and stuff. So we talk about, we talk about a lot of things and what, and we give them, um, we even back it up with scripture. And, and again, in our workshops, we don't have them proclaim any type of religion, but we tell them that we are faith based. Okay. So you're going to hear scripture. You're going to hear word from God. And because we believe that that's, an additional part of the healing. So we give them an alternative to that. So we talk about triggers Mm -hmm. and we allow them to talk Mm -hmm. and we allow, and then we, we in turn tell them how they can deal with that. You know, even when it comes to raising their children, because we know children become adults. And so whatever you implant impart into them now is going to affect them as they get older and they become a part of the community. That is so So. true. So on that point, we're going to pause and do a commercial break about how they can contact you if they're interested in having you to come and do a workshop. So give us your contact information. Okay. So you can contact me. Um, my, again, the name is biosphere and my phone number is two, one, six, two, three, six, 
5314. You can also email me, and my email address is 19biosphere at gmail.com. And your phone number, are you giving away your number? Yes, it's right. the 216-236-5314. So if anything that Rashonda is saying is resonating with you and or you need this workshop to come and do a, a presentation for you guys, please contact her. And she's open to do presentations throughout Northeast Ohio. And she also travels as well. <laughs> yes, I do. So she does speaking <laughs> engagements and all that kind of good stuff. So let's get back to the topic. So when we're talking about the community and healing the community, um, we have victims and we have survivors mm -hmm. and then we have perpetrators. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about all three of them, the victims, the survivors, and the perpetrators. So we know the victims are the people who are actually dealing with it now. They're going through it now and they haven't actually got to the place where they can talk about it and begin to heal from it. They don't have the resources or they don't have anyone to talk to or they don't even know that there are resources. And the survivors are the people who actually have acknowledged that this happened to them and they're walking it out. They're walking mm -hmm, out their healing mm -hmm. now. And, of course, the perpetrators are the people who are still out there um, and are they, some of them have been... Um, jail you know in the legal system and some people haven't and it just depends on what course of action was taken at that time mm -hmm. yeah so when it comes to the perpetrator is that something that you focused on in the past or you've studied about them i actually have talked i have dealt with the perpetrator and i believe perpetrators have also been victims themselves i was just going to say yes. that and ask you that because it's almost like yes, victims You've been hurting people, hurt, hurt people. people. And I, I believe that. And they, so they don't understand the magnitude of what they're doing. It's, mm -hmm. it's normal for them. It, it just gets into their system and they're like, okay, this happened to me. So this looks normal. It's just like how you grow up. We all have different cultures. You grew up in a household where certain things were tolerated, and I grew up in a household where certain things weren't tolerated. Okay. And so when you grew up in that culture and you see that, just like someone who's, who abuses, if they see that their, their parents were fighting and they were abusive, more than likely they're going to get into a situation where they are the abuser or someone's going to abuse them. You know, So it happens even in sexual assault as well. If you're sexually assaulted as a child, you're going to grow up and probably be a perpetrator you more than mm -hmm. likely are going to be a perpetrator of that or become a victim of it. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. It, it's inherent. It's just because you don't know, you haven't got the healing that you need. So that's where we need to start, um, even as children, to have those conversations with your children. You know, people view the sexual conversation as a taboo. I can't talk about it. You know, there's age-appropriate conversations, but you need to have it starting very young with your child, teaching them their body parts and teaching them what violation looks like. Yeah. You know, if something is uncomfortable for you, tell someone. Yeah. You know, but again, not always feeling like you can't because that's where I found myself, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to talk about it. Yeah. So we have to have those conversations with our children early. Because we know that it's happening. It's happening more than you hear about it. It's happening more than you think about it. And 90% of perpetrators are people that they know, yeah. love, and trust. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that's why it makes it hard to disclose that information. Yeah, because I know, you know, I'm 51 years old. And back in the day, you just didn't hear about mm -hmm. those things. Not saying that it didn't exist. Right. You just didn't hear about right. it. So now in 2000. 
2019, um, the 21st century, you hear about it more and more, so it's brought more to the forefront. Yes. And then some of the victims and survivors, they have put a label on it, PTSD. Mm -hmm. Post-traumatic post stress disorder. So post-traumatic stress disorder. And then having that PTSD, and then they're talking about all these different things that came out of that yes. because of the, yes. that. Yeah. because of the trauma. And PTSD is definitely a real it's real you know you like we talked about the smells the triggers mm -hmm. there are triggers that will bring you back to that mindset because you're suffering from that disorder um, just like people who are in the military they have you know they hear fireworks go off and it triggers them mm -hmm. that's part of that post-traumatic stress disorder and the same thing for survivors of sexual abuse and domestic violence wow so what are some of the topics that you find it hard for um, people to discuss when it relates to that to me the whole thing the is whole just it's, it's a very sensitive subject because you don't know how people are going to respond to what you're asking um and the first thing that we need to do is is develop that space for them to feel comfortable because they're not going to disclose that they don't trust you. Yeah. Because think about it when they've been when they've been victimized, there was a lack of trust there. They stopped trusting mm -hmm. the people who loved and cared for them. Mm -hmm. So what makes you any different to right. come in and ask them, "Can you tell me what happened to you?" Yeah. So yeah. we have to we have to provide that comfortable space for them. And again, I believe that comes from your testimony. Yeah. And letting people know that this happened to me, like the Me Too movement, mm -hmm, we talk about mm -hmm. that. And my one of my models is I believe you. Because oftentimes you. people don't believe that they know, they think that the person asked for it because they dressed a certain way, because they said a certain thing. And you're, I just want to encourage other people who are dealing with that. You're not to blame. The perpetrator is to blame. It's nothing that you did or said that provoked that action to happen. You know, um, people, you know, we talk about in colleges where they have date rape and things yes. like that. You know, I had a little bit too much to drink. And so that person was able to take advantage of me. Well, guess what? You weren't in your right mind. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're under the influence, you aren't in your right, right mind. Right. And so a lot, oftentimes victims feel like they were complicit yeah. because either because they did, they responded a certain way or because you know, I trusted this person. So maybe that's not what really happened. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's deep. That's really deep. And then the me too movement, it couldn't come at a better time, oh, yes, you know, yes. with all these different things going on. And, and it's important for you to speak up if something has ever happened to you yes. so you can get the healing that you need so you can move on. Cause like Rashonda said, you stop growing you stop because growing. of that offense that happened to you. And then you're not maturing to the level of maturity that you need because of the trauma yes. that you underwent so speaking about the trauma and the perpetrators what are some of the laws or any laws that are in place as it relates to um sexual mm -hmm. abuse that you would like to see change or what are some of the current laws that they have right now one of the main things that i would like to one of the main laws that i would like to see change is the statute of limitations okay and the reason being is because oftentimes the survivors or victims don't display any symptoms till later on in life and some of them don't even realize that this happened until they get to thinking and the traumatic things and those 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 triggers come up and they're like what this happened to me somewhere so um some states do don't have a statute of limitations but i know in ohio it's 20 years after you turn 18 if you were a juvenile when it happened and 20 years um if you were raped okay so 
And 20 years, really, that if you're 38 years old, I met a woman recently who didn't realize it happened to her till she was 37. Because you block it out. Because you block it out. And you wow. don't understand. So, and I believe that. So I, I would really like to see no statute of limitations on rape, just like murder. Okay. You know, no statute of limitations. Because what people don't understand is that, yeah, that person is older, but they're still suffering the effects of that if they haven't got the proper healing yes. and the proper treatment yes. and counseling. So it, it's always going to affect you. It's a daily walk. You know, it's not something that, boof, you know, it's over with. It's a daily walk. So every day of my life, it governs the way that I am a mother. It governs the way that I'm a wife. It governs the way that I'm a friend. Yes. It governs the way that I'm a yes. servant. It governs a lot of who you are. Yeah. So I does. really would like to see that law change in all states. Wow. That that's I never knew that there was I mean I knew that there was a statute of limitation. I just didn't know how long it yes. was. And like you said, when something happened first you just can't believe can't. that it happened. And then um you hear people talk about it and they suppress it yes. for so long. And then they'll hear somebody like you mm -hmm. who is liberating that will tell your story and in telling your story it helps to liberate others yes. and it gives them the courage and the confidence that they need that they can say, you know what? Me too, me just too. like the Me Too exactly. movement. Yeah, and I love what you say, and I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. That that's that's my take on the Me Too. That's okay. my personal hashtag is I believe you, because um when, again when when my situation came out in the open, no one did anything about it, and mm. so I felt like no one believed me. Mm. So uh, oftentimes survivors want you to come to them and say, you know what? I believe you. Let's let's dig deeper into this. Let's talk about what yeah, happened. Yeah. As opposed to saying, oh, you know, you know, people want to say get over it or, you know, that was so long ago. You know, you should be through yes. that by now. But not understanding the process. That is a process. It is. It's not something you wake up and say, okay, it happened. I'm going to block it out my mind. No. Because you have these behaviors that come out as a result mm -hmm. of it. You know, if you're a young child and being exposed to activity like that, it heightens your awareness of sexual activity. Yes. It heightens your awareness. You don't know where these feelings are coming from, but you're doing things too early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're exhibiting those behaviors too early. Yeah, because you've been exposed. You've yes. been stimulating the and areas. The, and like we say, the, the crack, it's a crack. The crack is open. Yeah. Someone has opened up a crack in your body, and now you're like, where's all these demons coming from? Mm -hmm. And then you just don't know how to you deal with it. So with that being said, how can the church get involved in effectively making a difference or affecting a change as it relates to that community? I believe, I, I, I think that the church should, everyone should have some type of support group for that. You know, either developing a type of group where people can come and talk about it and be comfortable. Because we know uh, when you're in a church family, they, they're your support system. They are the people who pray for you, who cover you. And so when you have that, when you can come in and talk about it, that's when we can begin to let God heal that part of it along with if you're ha if you have the counseling like I said my testimony is I didn't I once I realized that things were happening in my life I immediately tapped into my spiritual with God mm -hmm. so but like I said in addition to the counseling there should be support groups where people should be able to feel comfortable and coming and have 
talk about it because there are triggers. It's a daily walk, as I yes, said. Yes, it you is. Know. And then in knowing that it's a daily walk, I love the fact that you said um, some support groups. Yes. So if um, if you don't have the resources to have a support group at your church per se, do you have resources that people can contact you and you can send them to support groups? Or are you thinking about starting a support group yes. that they can send people to? Let's speak about that. Okay. So actually, it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. I am thinking about starting a support group. I'm just trying to figure out what it would look like. But also there, we do have um, the rape, the rape crisis center that you can call. Um, There's a number um, for also rain, which is the rape abuse incest national network. They also can help you. They have people you can call in and talk to, you know, people over the phone and tell them what's going on and they can turn you to different, you know, turn you on to Mm -hmm, different counselors mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. But yes, uh, also, in my, me developing a support group, what it would look like in my mind now is that people would come out and we would sit and just have a conversation. Okay. We maybe watch a, a movie and then we can talk about that movie mm-hmm. and that'll bring up things so people can feel comfortable and say, hey, you know what? This this happened. Right. So just getting that, getting a group of people together who have the same experience and being able to share openly. Yes. Wow. So that is, this is so good. I hope you guys are getting something out of this that you can take things that has happened in your life and God can create something good out of it. And like Sister Rashonda, she has actually created a business out of something that happened in her life. And you just never know. I mean, it's like when you're relying on the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you, you never know what directions you're going to go in and you never know what's going to help you and help somebody else heal along the way so what would you like to share with our viewing audience in closing about this whole process your workshops anything any closing remarks you would like to share one thing I would like to say is that the workshops are very very helpful Um, again it, it opens up a door for people to discuss what has happened and how we can help and how God can help with that healing process um, you can contact me I will come and do a workshop for you again my phone number is 216-236-5314 and my email is 19 biosphere that's b-i-o-s-p-h-e-r-e at gmail.com so an, one takeaway I want to say again to people who are dealing with this or people who know people be supportive listen to them talk to them provide them send them to people who can help you know don't just shun them off or blow it off or think that because it happened years ago that it's not still affecting them that's the misnomer and misconception that we have when we encounter people who are survivors of trauma is that we say oh you know that was 10 years ago you should be over that by now but as I keep stating it's a daily walk it's not something until they understand how to heal and how to begin to love again how to forgive again how to understand that they have a purpose in life they won't be able to get over it So we have to, as a community, we have to build each other up. Uh So who would be the ideal person to call you to come in and do some workshops? The ideal person would, of course, church, church, church organizations, um, also like groups like the Nora house recovery centers, different things like that. I come in because I know that, uh, a drug addiction and any type of addiction is a direct correlation of trauma. So any addiction centers can come in. You know, I'll do, I'll even do children's groups. It's so because it starts very young up until very old. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, there was an older woman who I came, who I encountered in her 80s, and she said it happened to her. Had never disclosed it. So wow. it's it's 
it starts from young into old. So any type of groups, churches, different um, children's homes, different recovery centers, addiction centers, they're, they're all they would all benefit from this program. They would all benefit yes. from you coming in and yes. doing some workshops. So please take the time and contact Sister Rashonda if you're interested in biosphere. Be in spite of. And I love that, be in spite of. So in spite of the situations and the circumstances that you've been through, you still can be everything yes. that God has created you to be. God said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has an ultimate plan for your life. And knowing that God has a plan for your life, it's just a matter of getting connected to the right people that's going to help you be everything that God created you to be. So now we're just going to do some um, brief announcements about different things that we have coming up for Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, CNE. So again, CNE is a platform for emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, and community leaders to come and share their testimonies and give people resources that they need so that they can be successful. We want to give you personal and business development resources so you can be successful. So if you're interested in joining our team at Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, which is an outreach of New Beginnings Ministry, you can give me a call or you can check us out on our website. My number is 216-466-3801. That's 216-466-3801 if you're interested in being on our advisory board for Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. And you can shoot us an email, info at mynewbeginnings.org if you want to learn more about Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. If you want to be a guest on the show or you want to come to our networking events. So we have this monthly show every third Thursday at 10 o'clock. And then we have quarterly networking events. Our next quarterly networking event will be at Fashions by Fowler. Renee Fowler and her sister Tracy is hosting us. And that's June, no, that's December, December the 19th. And it'll be in the evening. We'll have flyers and all that stuff to tell you more about it. So you can check that out. And also at New Beginnings Ministries, we're having a Financial Peace University workshops. So one thing as entrepreneurs we need to have is our money together. We need to be financially fit. So on November the 20th, we're having a live stream of Financial Peace University, and we want to invite everybody to come out. But you have to go and register first. We need to know how many people are going to be in attendance. So you can go to www.mynewbeginning.org and register for Financial Peace University. And last but not least, I want to thank our sponsor for today. Our sponsor for this show is Apostle Chelsea Purnell. So thank you so much, Chelsea Purnell, for being a sponsor. So if you want to be a sponsor, if this information is good to you, please contact me. You can be a sponsor or you can be a guest on the show. So, Rashonda, I'm going to give you the final closing okay. remarks so you can tell the viewing audience whatever you want to share with them. Okay, so in closing, um, up and coming, I am also working on a book. Awesome. You know, I'm, I'm trying to I'm starting to write a book. It's going to be called Blameless. So I'm trying to get that together. Also, uh, I love doing speaking engagements. I'll come on and speak and share my story. And I recently did one in Ontario back in July, and it blessed so many people. Uh, people were coming up and asking me, tell and. Ne- disclosing to me what happened like they never had before also I'm also starting trying to get together start an online class where I can teach the principles and creating a workbook and we can go through and you'll get a certificate at the end of it so so there's a lot of uh, things that's on my plate that I'm trying to get together for 2020 all right so if you want to connect with Rashonda please give her a call at 216 236 
1-800-242-5314. Or you can shoot her an email at 19biosphere at gmail.com. All right. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We hope this information was a blessing to you. If you know somebody that you think this information could be a blessing to, please like, please share the video, and we will talk to you next week. And all you're getting, get understanding. And remember, if you don't network, you don't work. Thank you for tuning in to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T. Have a great day.